Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big Bang. It is what it is, man. BJ Screen. If you don't be on nothing, I'll be on. Baby Jade. Okay, so let me ask y'all this then. Bring you Big, big, big Facts. Visit the new website today. BigFactsPod.com Live from the Trap Music Museum, Big Bang, DJ Screen, Baby Jade. Of course, we team Big Facts. And today we welcome the one, the only, Gold Mouth. Big hey, Facts, man. Gold Mouth, Gold Mouth. What's up? What's up with you, my brother? You good? Yeah, man. Everything good, man. I was nervous when I first walked in this bit. Right? Can't be nervous, man. Can't be nervous. Yeah. Look, look. Yeah. So, so. The first thing we got to do is uh, create clarity. So let us know who you're affiliated with. Uh, also create clarity. Like you, you, you do know Jeezy, but yeah. you're not the same gold mouth that Jeezy was rapping about on the old mixtapes. Yeah. So yeah. you're a different gold mouth. Yeah. But y'all from the same place. Yeah. Which is. Making. Making joy. Yeah, thank okay. block. Okay. And just tell us, kind of just let us know who Gold Mouth is. If somebody been on the rock, they don't know what's going on. Let them know what time it is. Oh, yeah. So, so um, you know what I'm saying? I'm from, from Macon, Georgia. I'm um from the Duncan block. You know what I'm saying? Notorious. Notorious gang, gang turf. You know what I'm saying? I'm like the biggest in my city. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, when I was young, I was, uh, I was accused of like at the age of 13, I was in the street and shit, you know what I'm saying? So how I jumped out the porches, 
my story is, is like real crazy. I mean, a lot of people really don't know my story. But when I was young, when I was growing up, you know, my mother and my father, they was in the same crib. You know, they was married together. My, my father was a Muslim. And so we was like, we was born Muslim. But when the crack, when the crack era hit, my mother and my father, you know what I'm saying, they fell victim to the crack. Mm. So at around, you know, my daddy went to prison. So around 10 years old, you know what I'm saying, I was pretty much, me and my sisters, we loved to fend for ourselves. So I had an older brother that used to be, you know, in the gang, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing and shit. And um, every Thursday, they used to go to a club called Fast Track that was popping and making. And, you know, I was, at that time, I was, I was, I was a kid. So I, I used to go to school with holes in my shoes and shit. And, you know what I'm saying, my, my brother, he was doing his thing, but he never, you know, took me to the mall to buy me no shoes and no shit like that. And my mama, she was addicted to drugs. So... One day when my brother then went to the club, I walked out on the back porch and a big-ass bomb of crack just, like, fell from the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? And I picked up the motherfucking bomb. And I knew my mama, you know, she was already doing her thing. My daddy was in prison. And, you know, we was struggling like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, lights get cut off. We had to steal meters and shit. You know what I'm saying? My mama was, like, get, you know, getting credit work. Having all these niggas, they her welfare checks and her, you know what I'm saying? All her, her wick and all this shit, it went to, to the niggas in the hood. So when I got this motherfucking crack bomb, that shit just fell in my hand. So I took it to my mama, like, you know, shit, Ma, look what I got. I need you to help me sell this shit. So she was like, all right, I got you. So, you know, that, me and her, you know, we started selling, you know, she helped me get off the work. And um, and so, like, my mama, she became, like, you know, like my my, my, my first customer in, in, in the drug game. You see what I'm saying? So it wasn't no shit that that I, I I wanted to get into. You know, nowadays niggas wanna be a part of this. Niggas wanna be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas wanna be act, act like they drug dealers and trappers. Niggas that don't even have to do that shit. So that's how I got in the game. So, you know, I started, you know what I'm saying, serving my mom and her friend, you know, through my brother and them bomb. They never knew what happened to it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I used to credit my mama to work, you know, make sure that I get her first check. So when the shit came, I can you know, put the food in the fridge because my sisters, they needed, they, they needed, we needed food in the house. So basically at, 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 at in the sixth grade, I, I quit school, you know what I'm saying? And, um, which, which isn't cool at all, but that was just under the circumstances. I was forced to, to quit school. I, I, I became a, a full-time drug dealer. And in the streets, um, by the time I was 13 years old, I was, a, I had got robbed by two white boys and um, they beat me real bad with a pistol. So almost 10 days later, they found these two white boys murdered on my block. They got execution style murdered on in my hood, just straight, they just slayed on the block. So although I don't know nothing about that shit, you know what I'm saying? You know, murder investigations are what they are. They still came and got me and my whole gang, me and my whole clique. And at the time, like I said, I was 12 going on 13. So, you know what I'm saying? They, I was up on a heavy investigation, heavy interrogation. You know what I'm saying? They kicking in all my people's doors and shit, getting all my clothes, sending it to. Atlanta with, you know, sending up here for ballistics and blood samples and so on and so forth. So, you know, life was, had got real, shit was like hell for me, you know, you know what I'm saying, growing up. And I was a nigga in the street. Like, I, I went up on a lot of OG niggas. And so they taught me how to rob. So we was hit, going from motherfucking set to set, hood to hood, and making hit motherfucking lick. That's just what it was, you know what I'm saying? We jumping out on niggas in broad day. We robbing niggas. We selling dope. So I came up, you know what I'm saying, in a real rough manner. And I ain't saying that in no bragging way because nowadays, you know, I, I, I'm elevated and that ain't the shit that I'm on. But just give you a background of what it was. But even when I was growing up, I was influenced by niggas like Chris Cross, 
seeing Jermaine Dupree, you know what I'm saying, get young kids and, um, and you know, make them superstars. So I always wanted to rap. So um, although I was in the hood still doing my shit, I was still, you know, rapping and shit, just making, doing little raps around the hood. And I went to jail um, in 19, my, my, one of my best friends got murdered. So I ended up going to jail in 1996 for a stream of armed robberies and home invasions and shit. And um, I went to Millersville Youth Prison down in Millersville, Georgia. So when I got out of youth prison, you know, my nigga Ella B, Kinky B, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Kinky B, you know what I'm saying? Thank you so, um, so he he had met Jay. He, he had met Jeezy at a um a boot camp or some shit. And he was like, listen, bro, because they called me Lil' Mill in the hood. You know what I'm saying? That's my name, Lil' Mill. Like in Megan, Georgia, you say Lil' Mill. You say Gold Mouth, you know what I'm saying? Resonate with them right now. But King and Jeezy, they always called me Lil' Mill. So when I got out of YDC, they like, shit, man, King, like, bro, I need to introduce you to my nigga, Jeezy. Man, you know what I'm saying? He can't rap or no shit like that. But, um, you know, he, we want to kind of be on the executive side of things. And if we could do that, you know what I'm saying? You could be the rapper, my nigga, and we could just move forward and, and kick the dough down in the rap industry. So King introduced me to Jeezy. So Jeezy, you know what I'm saying, took a liking to me. You know, Jeezy had already heard that I was like notorious in the street. You know what I'm saying? Jeezy had already, cause, so they were looking, because back then, if you were going to talk the street shit, you had to be a real street nigga. Like, you know, when Scarface and all these niggas was popping, the Two-Face, the M- Two-Pop, the MC8, all these niggas was popping, you really had to be a street nigga. So they figured that if they put me in the music industry, I could talk all the street shit in the world and niggas can't do nothing but give me that credibility, give me that respect. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, we first, so we started this um, label. Well, or originally... We started, we came up here to Atlanta and linked up with some niggas that was on Itch Bomb Records. And um, we, we went through Jeezy Cousin, said Black and G Money, and they had did an album called Hell in the ATL. And with that album right there, they allowed me to do a single on that record. You know what I'm saying? And so we did this shit called Hell in the ATL. And then later, you know what I'm saying, me, Jeezy, and Kink, we started a label called Young Guns Entertainment. And... um. And I was still knee deep, in, knee deep in the street. We was making music and shit, but music wasn't paying my motherfucking bill. So, you know, Kink, you know, Mailman, my nigga Jeezy, they always be like, bro, you need to fall back. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was steady catching, you know what I'm saying? I was steady getting accused of murders and shit. Every time a nigga get killed in the, in, in the hood, they always, you know, blame this shit on me. And it was kind of crazy because I was always on a, on a motherfucking surveillance. I was always, you know, I was a hot boy. Like, literally, and we would ride around bumping the hot boys back then. So it was like, um... It was like, chill out, bro. You know what I'm saying? We're going to blow. We're going to blow. Because, you know what I'm saying? Kink and Jeezy, them niggas wasn't no rappers. I used to write I used to write rhymes for Kink. Because, you know, Kinky, he, he tried his little rap shit back then. Yeah. But this shit didn't really go, you know what I'm saying, too good for him. So he kind of fell back and did the executive thing. And Jeezy wasn't no rapper either. But, you know, we had formed a group. And throughout that group, um, one of my one of my group members fucked around and caught a case. And then I was steady catching case. I had a, I had a shootout with the police. And Jesus was like, damn, my nigga, like, King, like, bro, y'all, bro, we didn't invested all this money, my nigga. Y'all niggas steady in the streets. Y'all niggas ain't taking this shit serious. I ain't really understand then, you know what I'm saying? The shit that I understand now. So I'm, I, I was, I used to question them niggas, like, what you mean I ain't taking this shit serious? I hit the, I hit the studio. I do the rap shit, you know what I'm saying? I, I do the records, but nigga, I, I gotta eat. This is the only way I know to eat is the streets. So I end up, you know what I'm saying? Um, and in 2002. I end up catching a 10 murder charge in Florida. And I end up catching 35 years. I went to trial. So I caught 35 years in prison. 
So by the time, you know, the kink, kink in the CTE movement, movement, you know what I'm saying, blew up, I was already in prison. I was serving time. You see what I'm saying? So to clarify, the gold mouth situation, no, I'm not that gold mouth. You know what I'm saying? That's that's Dewan right. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Dewan. He's a he's a regular, you know, regular person. He worked, you know what I'm saying? Good dude don't don't um desire to be in the spotlight. But a lot of people automatically assume that, you know what I'm saying? Because in prison, they started, I had nothing but goals all across my mouth. So in prison, that's when niggas started calling me that. So just just so happened, coincidentally, me, me and Jeezy have our deep relationship, our deep history. So niggas automatically assume that on their own. You know what I'm saying? But I never try to take credit for anybody's name or, or no shit like that. Jeezy mentioned me in like four songs. He did a song called Where I'm From when he was like, you know what I'm saying? Um, my nigga Lil Mill, the nigga got 100, 100 bodies and shit. You know what I'm saying? And then he just did this new song with um, Boosie on the Rocket Man record. And he was speaking on how I had just did 20 years. I came home and I asked him for a verse. And he showed, showed me love, gave me a couple of verses. You know what I'm saying? So we, we just did a couple of records together. So just to clarify that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at what point did you did, at what point did you meet or link up with Rollo? So um, when I got out of prison... I got out of prison with like three hundred thousand dollars, you know what I'm saying? A little bit, a little bit above three hundred thousand. I wrote a book while I was in prison, you know what I'm saying? I wrote two books actually, you know what I'm saying? So I, I was running it, up, I was running it up while I was in prison. And when I got out, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, a motherfucker ain't give me a pair of socks, and you know it was kind of disappointing because you know I thought somebody would come to my aid and try to assist me in some shape, form, or fashion. You see what I'm saying? I got a lot of niggas that you know what I'm saying was in the streets doing their thing or whatever. But they was like, nigga, you been gone for forever, nigga. I guess your time over with. So niggas ain't really believe in the vision. They ain't believe in the shit that I had going on. So I got out of prison with, you know, with, with, with the money that I had. And I started investing in music. I started investing in, you know, back in the rap game. You know what I'm saying? Coming up with my own merch. Coming up with, you know, different ideas. And I was already, I had already invested down the six figures into music. And I met Queen which was at the time Rollo manager. You see what I'm saying? So she seen what I was doing. She seen I was a boss in my own right. So she was like, shit, you could be an asset to our team. You see what I'm saying? So she got me on the phone with Rollo. Rollo a Muslim, of course. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Muslim. We got similar backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? Being in the streets, doing whatever it is, you know, we was doing. And so we got on the phone. We got on the phone conversation and everything went from there. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, so what, like, like, uh, musically, I guess. What, so, what's what's the plan now, musically? Because you, you you had your vacations, and you had all, all all the stuff that's happened, but you still aspire to do the music and pop doing the music, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music has always been one of my my my, my dreams. You know what I'm saying? And I'll, I'm pretty good at music, but after sitting down in a penitentiary for over 17 years, you know what I'm saying? You have to get back out here and get reintegrated into society, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pick up on the new slang and things and, and all the shit that these niggas doing out here. And then, you know, as you as you grow, as you get more familiar, as, as you get more acquainted with society, you know, your music improves. So I dropped three three albums already, three underground albums, um, since I got released from prison. And, um, you know, the one that I dropped in association with the with, with the Phantom Goon brand, it did pretty good. I had a lot of features on it. You know what I'm saying? I had Boosie, Derez, Deshaun, Anthony Hamilton, Don Tripp, you know what I'm saying? Um, Beanie Siegel, you know what I'm saying? So I had a, a, a pretty good feature lineup. But 
as I say, my music was continue. It, it was on a, a, a continued climb. You know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to grow. So so basically, I've been um lately I've been recording. I'm finna get ready to drop my new project, which is called Now or Never. Cause for me, it's now or never. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm either do this shit now. Or I ain't gonna do this shit at all. You feel me? But I got a lot of young youngins that they gonna step up. I'm just trying to open the door for these young niggas so they can come in the door and do their thing. But for me, it's now or never. So yeah. I'm working on, I'm working on, you know, same projects right now. You know, on this new project, I got um, Rennie Rucci on the record. I got motherfucking Jeezy on the record. I'm the only nigga in the game that, that get features from Jeezy without no more, without being signed to a major label. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's major. I mean, he's a major artist. Homie ain't giving out no features. So when I call him up, I'm like, nigga, I want a feature. He like, nigga, shit, you the realest nigga in it. Nigga, let's do it. You see what I'm saying? No hesitation. Yeah. So that that speaks alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm able to fuck with all my day ones. And them niggas will tell you, man, that nigga the real deal. Like, I got homies in the, in the, in the prison system right now. You know what I'm saying? That I'm paying motherfucking money for lawyers for these brothers. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm motherfucking sending these brothers money to their JPay account. You know what I'm saying? Like, keeping it all the way funky. And shit, Jay, you you already know. You, you know some of my homies in the chain gang doing yeah, motherfucking sure. life in prison. You feel me? So sure. I'm really active. You know what I'm saying? I'm really active, like really in the streets. I'm really, you know, in the prison system. You know what I'm saying? I did my time in, in the pen, man. And it was crazy because I bought houses from prison, man. I, I did so much shit that people really don't even understand. I only been out of prison like two and a half years. And when I got out of prison, fam, a motherfucker ain't give me a penny, bank. Bitch ain't give me a penny. I made myself a motherfucking millionaire within two and a half motherfucking years, man. I ain't, I ain't get no co-sign, no nothing. Even the relationship that that me and Rollo has right now, I never got a dollar from Rollo in no kind of way. Jeezy never gave me a dollar. With due respect to them brothers, I ain't asking for shit. Yeah. But I I, I owed it Jeezy than the, the 50 bands from a situation that happened a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? I got out, got out the pen, nigga, walked straight up to him, huh, Jeezy? Get them 50 I owe you. He like, nigga, we can work now. I love that. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't asking no nigga for nothing, my nigga. I came in the game without without a, without a, without a motherfucking pair of socks on, Holly, and made my way to where I'm at right now, sitting on big facts. You feel me? Hey, I know you left. You left when the shit was like still kind of for the internet, right? Yeah, waiting for the internet. Yeah. So like, when you touch back down, like, what's the weirdest shit you seen? Like, to be real with you, you know what I'm saying? Although I don't involve myself in street shit now. I was a certified dope boy, certified motherfucking robber. And back then, we didn't take no pictures, man. So what fucked me up is to see the so-called trap niggas and motherfucking street niggas taking pictures, man. You know what I'm saying? And And posting. You know what I'm saying, nigga? Back then, we was thinking, nigga, the feds, you know what I'm saying? Watching the niggas, you know, that shit blew me. So even now, you know, I got an IG page, but... People be like, Cole, you need to post. You need to post. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it's still hard for me to kind of... I'm old school with that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard for me to motherfucking... It's hard for me to post now. Because I'm so, like, conditioned not to be putting pictures out there, not to post. But that's what they want to see. If these niggas don't see these motherfucking chains and, and diamonds and shit, then they don't think it's real. Yeah. So you got to put that shit in their face. And that's a part of what, you know what I'm saying, a lot of these niggas do. They get all this money, you know what I'm saying? They put it in their face because this is the only shit these niggas believe. Yeah. But in all actuality, these niggas ain't, a lot of these niggas ain't ready for that pressure though. They ain't ready for that pressure that came. 
that, that comes with this shit. You heard? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I was in the penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? I was in the Florida State Penitentiary, right? The home of Devereaux. I had fucked around and caught a case. You know what I'm saying? I had stabbed the police up because they had, they had beat me real bad one time. And when I got out, I said, man, when I get out this bitch, when I get out this hole, I'm going to fuck you up. I told the cracker that I said, when I get out this hole, man, I'm going to fuck you up for y'all trying me like that. So I caught one of them. I wet his ass up. I went to the, they, they, they immediately put me on a, a motherfucking a, a expedited transfer to Florida State Penitentiary. I stayed in that cell seven motherfucking years straight. In solitary? In solitary confinement. Seven years straight without coming out the motherfucking cell, man. When I came out that motherfucking cell, bruh, the motherfucking sunlight felt like goddamn Cancun. You heard? I'm talking about real talk. I said, I sat in that cell for seven years. All I did in that bitch was read books and talk to myself and just, you know, pace and do, do work, work out. I had to get a routine in that motherfucker. I was eating sour potatoes, man. The motherfucking crack was feeding a nigga sour potatoes. Motherfucking old ass spoiled rice. But I had to eat that shit. And I spent seven years in that cell. When I came out that motherfucker, man, I was a total different person. I had read every book you can motherfucking think of from the 48 Laws of Power, the 50 Laws of Power, the motherfucking The Count of Monte Cristo, every motherfucking book you can think of. Bitch, it was stacked up in my cell. I was reading Becoming a Scholar in that bitch, you heard? <laughs> So you, you point at one nigga, one individual on earth that's out here in these streets doing the shit that I'm doing can tell you they spent seven years in one motherfucking cell without coming out and, they, and that shit ain't broke me. And I ain't never told and I ain't never motherfucking fold, you heard? Right here today. Got out of prison in two and a half years and made myself a motherfucking millionaire, man. This is facts. I just got off the phone with Kinky BG. You just seen me talking to him, nigga. It's facts, man. This ain't ask any nigga. Ask Jeezy about me. Every nigga, them niggas gonna vouch. They gonna say that nigga that a real one. You feel me? So anything that I do, I hear these motherfucking streets, whether it's musically, my clothing line, whatever the fuck I'm doing, y'all make sure y'all support a real nigga. You heard? Straight up. <laughs> that simple. Facts. That's how you feel. Big facts. That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm doing this shit, baby. This shit is hard, man. What else, what else some of them books you read in them? Man, I read, I read, I mean, my favorite book is called The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, no, nah, that's the one. It was written by Alexander Dumas. Pure Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. That book transformed my whole mentality, my whole way of thinking. It changed my whole life, man. How many times you read it? I read that shit like seven times. Yeah. I studied it. And when I got through with that book, I felt like, you know what? I'm ready to take over the fucking world, man. I'll take on any challenge that come my way. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen 
to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So when you came out, when you came out the hole, you was different in population too. Like you was different. You was on some high elevation shit. Yeah, you know, I got I got green eyes and shit. You know what I mean? Y'all see? So when I came to prison, them niggas thought niggas, they thought shit was sweet. You know what I'm mean? saying? And, and one thing about the chain gang is that um, you have to always, it don't matter how many niggas you wet up, how many niggas you flip, you have to always set a new example every now and then. You know what I'm saying? So I was a different person 
but I was still on go yeah. when the time came. But when it came to academically, when it came to you know philosophical um, sciences, I had advanced. Like I understand astronomy, astrology, numerology, theology. I mean, I understand all that shit. I read it. I studied. I was studying motherfucking systematic theology, trying to get an understanding of the different religions. So, you know, if I ever had to deal with different races and cultures and people of different religious fractures, I'd be able to deal with them in an appropriate manner without disrespect. You know what I'm saying? So if I, if I was over here dealing with the motherfucking, the people in Tibet, I know, you know, up under the, I, I knew how to deal with these people under the, the 142 verses of the, the Dharma Potter. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it gave me a, a form of diversity, diversification that, that nothing the streets can do for me. Because I robbed everything on the street. I stole all the motherfucking cars on the street. I did all the whipping and cooking in the kitchen and all that shit. So I needed to have a, a different form of knowledge. Yeah. And so those books gave me what I lacked. And I was in that motherfucker. I became a paralegal in prison. See what I'm saying? I was litigating niggas' cases, 2254s, federal cases. I'm litigating these motherfuckers, getting them in a the federal appellate court. This is what I did. Any nigga that come, who had this interview, any nigga that come under this motherfucker coming, they gonna say that nigga telling the fucking truth. Yeah. I got I got shipped to 17 different prisons and I was in a different state. Didn't know nobody, bank. I had to survive, man. This ain't no motherfucking, this ain't no motherfucking fantasy story. This shit is real. Yeah. So a lot of times I have to, I have to applaud myself. I have to give myself flowers. You better. Because he hating that niggas out nah, here ain't gonna better. give them to you. You better, you better give yourself your flowers. You feel me? Nah, real shit. You have to, you have to do that. Because he hating that niggas ain't gonna give it to you. Only how, these niggas some dick eating rod niggas, man. The only oh, they what? They some dick eating <laughs> dick rod niggas, man. The only thing these niggas gonna do, they, they listen to these celebrities. Anything these celebrities say and do, they follow suit. Yeah. These niggas ain't been through shit. But these niggas had the biggest opinions. If, if you look at yeah. if you look at life, Jay, real talk, right? Yeah. If, if you look at life, you'll see the niggas with the biggest opinions ain't been through shit. They'll tell you how to handle a situation. If you if if, if, if an individual gets shot, they'll tell you all about the bullet holes and, and how to handle. You know, and you don't post a limp like that. You post walk don't like panic. this. You got don't shot. Panic. Don't, you ain't don't never panic. got shot. Don't panic. You ain't never got shot. You don't know nothing about that shit. You see what I'm saying? Right. So. I be real careful and mindful of these hating ass niggas because they tell me, man, it's like three people, in, three type of people in the world. Niggas that got motion, niggas that want to have motion, and other niggas that watch the niggas with the motion. I'm a nigga that got motion. I mean, I have more motion than this individual or that individual, but I don't give a fuck because that individual haven't walked in my footsteps. Right. Right. I did 17 and a half years in prison, nigga. Never fucked with another man. Never told on a nigga. And came out that bitch with a sound mind still on the grind and getting it. Who, 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 who we can say did that? It's a few. I'm saying, but who, who we can say in, in the industry? Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, it's a few. So these niggas, the, these, these dick riding ass fans out here. I thought you said they were eating it. They, they, they eat it too. <laughs> they dig eater riders. They, they, they dig eaters, they riders, they suck it, they, <laughs> whatever. You feel me? So these niggas... A, a, a rapper can say anything they believe. And what, you know, it, it's just crazy. What y'all think shift that? Like, shift it like, if a nigga like, like we can know a hoe ass nigga that been a hoe ass nigga all our life. He gets some money and now he right. 
Like he everything he says is right now. Social yeah, media. Like, he right. I always say it's social media. Yeah. It changed the game. Changed all the rules. See, social that media. That shit before social media a little bit. But you know what, yeah, no bank? Social media gave a bunch of no, no nobody's a, a platform. Mm-hmm. Now anybody can come on your page and throw a comment down there. You got 5,000 niggas. No, you got 100,000 niggas watching your page. Now this this, this bitch ass nigga comment. <laughs> now 100,000 niggas here. Otherwise, yeah. nigga, you, nigga, you, who are you? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that got a, a whole lot to do with it. You know what I'm saying? The change and shit of, um, of how things are. You know what I'm saying? Social media. Back in the day, you know, rappers wanted to be street niggas. But nowadays, street niggas want to be rappers. So, 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 so <laughs> yeah, yeah, so everything did flip. You know what I'm saying? And so we got to be mindful of that shit. You feel me? Let me ask you a question. Um, being that this is Mental Health Awareness Month, I have like a two-part question um, off of like some stuff you just told us or whatever. So my first question is, um, when you were talking about your gifted came from God out of the sky that yeah. you caught, you know what I'm saying, from yeah. your brother or whatever. And you had to essentially kind of like make your mom your first customer. How did that affect you mentally? Kind of like when you knew the effects that it was going to have on her, but your back was kind of against the wall because you had to make your money. And then the second part of my question is when you were in the hole for all of those years, I know you basically said that you had to get a routine to kind of like maintain so that you wouldn't lose your mind. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, when you had those times when you broke down and thought about your family or you thought about your <clears throat> homies or like, you know, your people that were on the outside, what did you kind of do? Did you completely block that out to kind of like not lose your mind or did you just try to think of like, I'm going to see them soon type shit so that it wouldn't break you all the way down? Yeah, um, that's a good question. As far as the, the first question you asked about my mother, mm-hmm. that situation, it wasn't really based on money. It was based on the fact that she was already doing what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like, you know, I should, if, if anything, you know, I want to get the money from her so I can put, put it, it back, back in, in the house. You know what I'm saying? And also, okay. I didn't have no real emotional attachment to that situation because I feel that she was just mama to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, she was just, you know what I'm saying, just doing her thing, getting high. I mean, she was respect, she was respectful about it. You know, she never just pulled out a pipe and just smoked it in front of me. Yeah. But me being, you know, me being a, a very inquisitive, intelligent kid, I knew exactly what was going on. So I really didn't place no no emotional attachment to that situation. And I, I, I didn't see it like that. Okay. Um, Because it ain't like these, these pills I had that niggas dying off of. Yeah. You know, and had it been even that situation, I definitely would have would have wanted to serve her because I, I would have wanted to make sure that she didn't get a hope to no bad pill or no bad drugs that could possibly kill her. Right. You see what I'm saying? But as far as the the, the prison um thing is concerned, I feel like that was days I woke up and I wanted to like just end it all. Because that shit go to bite and that shit hurt. It, it, it's yeah, very yeah. heavy. It's very heavy. So it was days... Especially that, being totally isolated from everybody. Like... But what I did, though, Jay, to, to be real with you, I, I mentally detached myself and emotionally detached myself from the free world because I had okay. 35 years. Okay. And I knew I had to just, I had to stop worrying about 
what my baby mama was doing. Right. I had to exactly. stop worrying, worrying about what was going on in the hood. Exactly. I had to stop worrying about all the free world things mm-hmm. and focus on myself. Right. Focus on fighting my case, trying to get out on appeal so, so I don't have to spend the rest of my life in it. Right. So what I did, I, I mentally, emotionally, and, and intellectually blocked out everything and just said, you know what? I'm going to focus on this book, focus on God, get closer to God and my religion, and focus, and, and focus on keeping the hope alive within myself because I know one day I'll be free as long as I keep on fighting, as long, right. long as I don't give up. But there was days that... I couldn't get out of the bed. I would just lay in the bed and just think. Lay yeah. in the bed and just just cry. Lay in the bed and just pray. Those days came. But I always been a person that felt like if it can be done, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. And so if anybody can get out the motherfucking prison system, I'm going to get out this bitch. And when I get out, and let me tell you, it was crazy because I psyched myself out, bank. I used to be in the cell, have my own rap concerts and everything. This is the type of shit a nigga had to do under, under such dark circumstances. You have to psych yourself out of, yeah, nigga, I'm finna get out this bitch. I'm gonna build superstar. You know, I had to condition myself yeah. to, I had to believe that. Yeah. Because had I didn't believe that, had I not, I seen plenty of people kill themselves. Niggas next to me hung themselves. Nigga across from me hung themselves. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I could have easily took that route. But it's just something in me that, that wouldn't allow me to give up. And I kept yeah, on pushing yeah. and kept on pushing. Until I made it back out here. Now, you know, I'm sitting before y'all having this beautiful conversation. You feel me? What's the key to staying out? Yeah. Like, because a lot of people, we see a lot of homies, like, they, they always going back in, going back in, going back in, getting caught up in bullshit. To you, what's the key to staying out? I would say um, the key to staying out of jail is, is surrounding yourself with, with positive, charged people. And not, you know falling back in them same ensnarements and, and entrapments that, that that you was doing previous. You know, you got to change. You see what I'm saying? You got you can't hang with the same niggas you used to hang with that you used to rock with because you're going to fall right back in the same thing. It's like a crackhead trying to motherfucking clean himself, trying, trying to get clean, and you going right back to the dope holes and hanging with the same crackhead. No, you can't do that. So you got to change the environment. Yeah. You got to change the people in which you associate yourself with. You got to just completely want better for yourself. It's always a way. A motherfucker tell you, nah, I can't do this. I can't do that unless I go raw. Somebody ain't going to get no money in my pocket unless I go sell some dope. Nah, it's a million different ways. You just got to be willing to do that. Yeah. But it's based on, nigga, people be so caught up on people's perception. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go work in that motherfucking McDonald's. Yeah. Right. You know, they, yeah. they like, fuck that. I ain't going to no Amazon McDonald's. Anything, yeah, but they they don't want to go... Be a motherfucking working in in the, in the Walmart goddamn storage room or whatever that shit yeah. is. They don't want to do none pride. of that. It's their pride. Yeah. So they find themselves trying to live up to people's perception of them, their old perception, rather than letting these people know, listen, man, I'm a changed person. Yeah, I, I don't mind driving the Amazon truck. I don't mind, you know, working day to day, working a nine to five to provide for my family by any means to stay the fuck up out of prison. Mm-hmm. You see right. what I'm saying? They don't want that. They they want to get all this type of shit and do all this type of shit. But they don't understand that, uh, you know, a price come with this shit. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? If you're going to be doing things the wrong way. It's a million legitimate ways to make money. I had to go speak to some um, elementary school kids the other day. And I think that's the most extraordinary public service deed I've ever done in my life. 
Yeah. They, they, they sent me. Yeah, I've been speaking to kids at the schools too. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, this was my first time doing this, such, a, such an engagement. And they had me speaking to first graders and fifth graders. I'm saying to myself, what the fuck I'm going to tell a first grader? Mm. You know, I just had a, a, a new baby and my baby girl, you know, she'll be in first grade soon. So I'm like, what the fuck can I tell a first grader? Yeah. So when I went in there, you know, I kept it simple. Like, listen, I want y'all to know that school is the start of everything. If you want to be a, 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 a music person, you want to be a rapper, a fire you want to be a firefighter, fire, fire, a doctor, a lawyer, Starts you here. first got to go to school. Yeah. Starts here. Understood. Sure. You see what I'm saying? So that that's the best part of giving back. When you can invest in our youth, when you can invest in our kids. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's really giving back because they are our future. You know what I'm saying? They are the ones going to hold these positions in the future. So if we can invest in our kids, if we can, you know, steer them in the right direction and get them proper guidance, shit, we can, um, we can be a better culture. We can have a, a whole, a, a different outcome of how the thing's going now. Because, you know, we are being taught, our kids are being taught through this, this music, you know, to be a stepper, to be, you know what I'm saying? To get that head, to do this, to do that, you know, a lot of negative things. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to be very mindful of these things. We need more people in our communities that's that's willing to, to reach out to the kids and do things like that. So, you know, that was a, a, a beautiful experience for me, you know, speaking to the kids. And I, I have plans on doing that a lot more, you know, a lot more often. You feel me? Okay. So speaking of... Um getting out of prison, changing, and, you know, like, influencing influencing the youth and stuff like that. We have a mutual friend, Power. Yeah. Um, shout out to Power, bless. <laughs> shout, shout out, out to my nigga, all the guy, for bringing that hey. introduction down in Miami, you know, getting everything together. But um, he's currently serving life on a murder. He's been in 25 years. And he's on the same shit that you're on about, yeah. you know, empowering the youth and making a difference and basically showing them that the way that a lot of the youth think is the way is really not the way. So tell us a little bit about his mission and, you know, like what he got going on and how you guys are working together to basically change the world. What, what power is doing, he's doing a wonderful job from behind the walls. Um, you know, without my help, you know, I was the first person that was actually posting him before he ran into little Meech and, you know, before he made a, you know, got a relationship with you and so yeah, on and so forth. Yeah. So um, he's doing a wonderful advocacy av- advocacy thing from behind the walls. He's, you know, from his experience, he's striving to get the message out here yeah. to the youth. You know, letting the youth know that, you know, the shooting, the killing, all, the, all that negative shit isn't cool. Right. And he have a, a, a very vigorous tenacity. You know what I'm saying? Of doing those things. And I got so much respect for the brother because, you know, we did so much time together. We we did so much time together and, you know, we shared so many ideas mm-hmm. about, you know, getting out and, and having a positive impact on our communities. Right. Building our communities rather than destroying our communities. You know, as we as we done when we was young and we want to spread that awareness. We want to spread that word to make sure that the kids know that there's a better way outside of negativity, outside of crime. You could be a millionaire without selling a, a motherfucking a block. You can be a motherfucking. Uh, you, you ain't gotta. It, it, 
it's more professions out here than rapping and singing. You could be a motherfucking, you could be a goddamn a scuba diver. Right. You know what I'm saying? You could be anything. Right. You know, other than a rapper and so on and so forth. And, we, and he basically want to spread that awareness. So shout out to my brother Power. You know who you are. Love you to death, man. Yeah, I was able to, um, through like my connection with him through O, I was able to like link him with Wallow and him and Wallow had like a really big conversation. Wallow instantly, like as soon as he got off the phone with him, called me back, sent me a couple of bands to send him like, you know what I'm saying? Tell him that's, to take this and put it. You know what I'm saying? On his cause and, you know, what he's doing for the youth because I got, like, mad love and respect for him. So he got, like, he got a lot of shit going on. He also has um, a YouTube channel, Struggle Love 2679, that he's using to, you know, get his point across. He got two podcasts that are about to come out. And he's doing all of this from jail Mm -hmm. in a fucking maximum life facility. So it's, it's it's a lot of niggas that are, like, in prison and that are behind a wall that are making like major moves or whatever. And that's yeah. another like part of the motivation for this interview is to show like that if these niggas that have to deal with the fact that they have life or that they have all these years and all this other shit going on can make these type of moves and make these positive impacts and positive influences, then like, what are you niggas on the street doing Yeah, in real life? And you know mm. what, Jay? Something, a, a key factor is this. If the brother get exposed for what he's doing, that could be, that could mean life or death to him. Yeah. So he, he's willing to sacrifice, you know, his life. To make a his difference. life on the line to make a difference for the youth out here. So that's a very, very important and powerful movement that he got mm-hmm. going on. And I stand one trillion percent behind the brother. Me too. And support him in everything he do. Me too. How often do you get to chop it over Rollo? Actually, I chop I chop it over with Rollo every day. Mm. Yeah, every day. Actually, he just called me when I was getting up here to um when I when I was seating myself in the chair. I just yeah, I talked to him every day. We saw you posted something on your gram <clears throat> because there was just stuff going on on the internet about paperwork, all this other stuff. We saw your post particularly where you were like, no one should talk about. I guess you were saying someone's paperwork because you you dealt with it and someone told on you and basically you were just kind of I guess bringing some clarity to the situation from your own perspective. I guess kind of build on that a little bit. Yeah. So um, I want to make this clear, right? Um, I can't. When I met Rollo, I already had my own shit going on. You know what I'm saying I'm my own boss, I'm my own person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So don't never think that I'm getting on this platform mm-hmm. to try to defend something that shouldn't be defended or defend an individual mm. that, you know what I'm saying, don't deserve being defended. Mm. As we spoke, I did 17 motherfucking years in the penitentiary because a bitch snitched on me, mm. right? My, my partner, Powell, that we speaking on, he doing life in 25 years in prison because a motherfucker snitched on him. Mm. My, my nephew got three lights in because a motherfucker snitched on him. Mm. You feel me? So I said that to say this. I feel that if a person don't have all the facts, don't be so quick to try to put a person down or talk crazy to a motherfucker because if you don't have all the facts, you know what I'm saying? Rollo is a brother to me. And I say, said this, if, if I didn't feel deep down in my heart, if I didn't feel that he was in the right about what's going on, then I would have to disassociate myself from him. What the fuck I look like? I don't, I don't, I stand on business. I stand on real principle. You see what I'm saying? If anybody do anything, they should 
be 21 about what they do. Now, according to the conversation, the only thing I, I seen is everything that everybody else seen on the internet. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, what's going on? The only difference that I have is that I'm in contact with Robert. He called me. You see what I'm saying? And I've seen all of the paperwork. 21 Savage even vouched for this. You see what I'm saying? We've seen all of the paperwork. We know what the fuck going on. Now, when it comes to the situation, whatever the street's saying, that's what the street's saying. I was in prison when all this shit was going on in 2018. I was serving 20 motherfucking years. So whatever the street's saying, that's what the street's saying. But what I'm saying is that I seen the paperwork, I read it, you know what I'm saying? I understand what's going on. And I said, damn. So the question is, to me, it's not whether the brother snitched, because from my understanding, he didn't tell on nobody. He didn't snitch on nobody. He played games with the feds, tried to manipulate them. He was paying somebody like $400,000 to allegedly come from somewhere, and you know what I'm saying, like, well, like, to take the charges for him or whatever he had going on. I don't know the, the, the complete details of it, but it wasn't no, I went into a motherfucking interrogation room and, and snitched on people. Mm-hmm. It was that they was trying to set up a play it's called pimping the feds or manipulating the system or manipulating the feds. And they was going to pay somebody 400000 to take whatever charges from whatever situation that they, they created. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So I don't know a motherfucker that's saying, yeah, I'm in prison right now because Rollo put me here. Even the dude who released this, this audio footage that he, that he edited, none of his co-defendants saying that he snitched on. All his co-defendants called me and say, nah, man, this man ain't told on us. And the dude who released the motherfucking footage Saying he did. So, nigga, you ain't even, this nigga ain't even a part of the case. So, am I going to believe the co-defendant niggas who was in jail with him who saying, nah, this nigga solid? Or do I believe another person that have motive to, to you know what I'm saying, slander his name for whatever the reason be? I don't know their relationship. I don't know the extent of that. I do know that the homie was, you know, sending this so-called first first page of the paperwork to people saying that anybody come up with, with the most money, whoever, you know what I'm saying, can give me over 10 bands for this paperwork, he can get the paperwork. So it seemed like it's a benefit there. However, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm in and out that shit. I, you know what I'm saying? From my understanding, he's, he's my Muslim brother. And at this point, I don't see that he did any wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I think the question is whether or not, you know what I'm saying, y'all feel, a person feel that he was wrong for even trying to play games with the Fed. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's no snitch matter. You feel me? Worse, worse, go, my worse, go, my. So what's what's next? What's next for you, bro? What's next for you? What you got coming up? Let everybody know how twenty twenty three gonna look for you. Yeah, so um, I I got my own clothing line. It's called a Gold Collection. You know what I'm saying? I get my shit from the same. Bring us people. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Right now, right now, still, right now. I'm getting, I was like, Jay, I'm, shit I'm getting a lot of shit to y'all. Okay, I, I, damn, I don't worry. <laughs> Your shit been exclusive damn. about a year though. <laughs> oh yeah, her shit been exclusive to her about a year. Wow. <laughs> so um, see how you really feel. I'm just friend. saying. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting with open arms to support. No, no, no. We good. It's coming. <laughs> right. So um, yeah. So I got my own brand. It's called a Gold Collection. I get my materials from the same people. Louis Vuitton get their shit from, but my shit is a lot cheaper. So it'll be coming out, you know what I'm saying, in about two, in about two weeks. I will be posting on my IG page and my Facebook page, you know, when it does drop. And I, I ask that everybody that that like nice fabric, if you will go spend the money with the Europeans, you right. know what I'm saying? Make sure you spend money with your own people. And I'm not charging near as, as much as the Europeans. You know what I'm saying? My shit is reasonably priced. So I ask that people support the gold collection. You know what I'm saying? And I got um my my project coming out. It's called Now and Never. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm talking with some major labels right now, like big labels to give me a deal related to this project. So it'll be coming out in the summertime. I'll be dropping a, a single very soon called About To. It's a solo single. You know what I'm saying? I um, just did the record with my fucking Rennie Rucci. Just did the record with Jeezy. Um, who else I did the record with? Boosie. Quite a few other people on my album. So that'll be coming out soon. Um, and I got my own podcast called The Gold Experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. you know, I will be asking, the, you know, one or two or three of y'all or all of y'all to come to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, we there, yeah. we there, we there. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm just doing real nigga shit, man. I'm just trying to, you know, stay the fuck out of prison. Um, Surround myself around good people, good energy. Yeah. Try to spread love and spread wise words through my experiences. You know what I'm saying? And shit, man. Shit, I'm the realest nigga in the motherfucking world, man. You heard? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, shout out to Goldmouth, man. Keep spreading that positive energy, man. You know what I'm saying? Serving the community. We appreciate you pulling up to that big fag. Visit the new website today, bigfactspod.com. Yo, what's up? You know who it is. It's DJ Scream, and we've all been there before. A weekend trip to the casino canceled because real life came calling. Well, my bookie's new and improved online casino is here to change the game. You can dive into a truly realistic casino experience featuring the latest in slots, jackpots, live dealer action, and all from the comfort of your own home. Your adventure at MyBookie Casino begins today with a generous sign-up bonus using promo code BIGFACTS. That's promo code BIGFACTS to secure yourself a sweet deposit bonus. And that's not all, because MyBookie Casino's revamped loyalty program ensures that you'll be showered with rewards, including free spins, cashback offers, and a host of exclusive VIP perks. The more you play, the more you win. Play anytime, anywhere with MyBookie Casino. And make sure you use our promo code BIGFACTS. For the streets. Exactly. It's Big Facts. No cap. Bitch. You're in tune to Big Facts. Of course, Big Bank is here. DJ Screen, Baby Jade, and joining us right now, of course, Money Moo, a.k.a. Still Pay Moo on Big Facts. On Big Facts. What's up, Money Moo? What's up? What's going on with you, bro? What's going on with you? Feeling great. Feeling great. Headed, working, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what you currently been up to? What is Money Move currently up to? I mean, we're going to get into the history. We're going to get into a lot of shit. But what, what you currently been on? Man, currently, man, I've just been working on my sound. You feel me? Like, really creating my sound. I've been locked in. We still paid. You know what I'm saying? That's the family, the label, the producers. We got Mundo, Rubber Band Red, King of the Court. You feel me? Like, and really just been working on this sound. And really, too, just been doing a lot. So things for myself outside of music type shit. You know what I'm like saying? what? Living, living life. Um, yeah, living life. Uh, like working on other investments. You feel me? Like, um, I'm fucking with the Airbnb shit right now. Like, okay. and just you know what I'm saying. But yeah. They said they need answers. About what? When I get big fat. Big fat, big fat. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink that's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, 
as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So independence completely is just still paid. That's your shit, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what's what's some of the up and downs of the independent grind? You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, for sure, like, it's ups and downs with it all the way. You know what I'm saying? Um, the good things about being independent, everything's in your control. All your money, all your back end come to you or whoever, you know what I'm saying, on your team. Yeah. And, you know, that's really the best part about it and just being able, at the end of the day, it's on me with however the uh, cards play, you know what I'm saying? So mm. it's like that. And then I ain't just all the way doing it by myself at all, you know what I'm saying? I still, like right now, I do distribution through Venice, you know what I'm saying? For my dog Red Push, on um, Troy red. Carter, you know what I'm saying? Mm. They help me um, when I'm distributing, but like, yeah, it's good. And the downs... I guess if you would say it's a down, I guess just it's on you. You know it's what I'm saying? You, yeah. But I wouldn't really say that's a down, though. You feel me? Yeah. It's a harder work. Yeah, it's just more, yeah. yeah, it's more work. It's mm-hmm. harder work, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is there any mistake along the way that you would take back, like on the Money Moon journey? Like, is there any one one particular space or place where you're like, oh, maybe I should have did that, or maybe I jumped too quick to do this or that? Um, Yeah, for sure. Um, Sign a certain contract, yo. That. That is the only like thing I really would have did differently. Mm. Yeah. And what contract was that? Um, that was a contract with AE with my last, the last folks I was in. What's AE? AE, that's a authentic empire. That's what it was then. You know what I'm saying? So um, it was like it's an independent label. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So yeah. So why do you regret it? What happened? Um, shit. I regret it because I was under impression like that it said a certain thing like, but I. I ain't do my due diligence. Like, I had a lawyer, you know what I'm saying, when I yeah, signed it, yeah. but I get he missed the part in the, like, about my recruitment type shit. You feel me? So, and that's what, I would have did that differently. You know what I'm saying? I would have did that differently all the way. So is that on the label or the lawyer, though? Just, oh, just have shit. a conversation. I mean, because you, you just said lawyer missed it. Yeah, for sure. He did. And that's on the lawyer. And that's on me. Because yeah. I signed the paper. You feel me? Okay. I made the decision Accountability. to do the shit. You feel yeah. me? So, that's on me, you know what I'm saying? Now, when it, all the other shit get tricky, like, with the label, mm-hmm. is like, personally, what I got with the CEO when it got tricky for me, you know what I'm saying? I was under the impression that my contract said that uh, once all the money is made back, all the money is recouped, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then I get a percentage as well of the back end. Profit. Yeah, you feel me? Like that. Until the money recoup, you get all the back end, right? When the money recoup, I get my percentage of the share. You feel me? Of the you back say end. back end, you're talking about like sales, streaming. sales and I'm shows. talking about streaming. No shows, just yeah. No, he's saying like, okay, I'm talking about you streaming. spend the money, get your money get back. Your money back, then we bust it up. Yeah. 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 Anything yeah. that's to be split is to be you split. You're saying that's what it that's what it was that's what that's what you was under impression. But what's that in the paper? Like in the paper, the the way that the money is recouped back, it's like it comes from a certain type of percentage type shit. You feel me? Like a royalty percentage. So, boom. Say it like this. Bank, I'm like, okay, we finna go into business. You gonna put up the money. Once you get all your money back, then we gonna start splitting the uh the, profit, the streaming. The, profit, the streaming profit. profit. Right. Yeah. Once you get all your money. And I'm gonna still give you most of the ownership. I'm gonna keep some of it. Boom. But in the paper, 
It's like the money that's going back to the recruitment is coming from like a whole nother, a low percentage. So not all the money up top, you feel me? You can, like, say you put up 500000 Boom. When the money come back, the 500, only a certain percentage of the 500 is going towards the recruitment. You get what I'm saying? So it's kind of like when you have a mortgage and you have to pay principal and interest. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hella interest. Like, on some shit that wasn't even negotiated. You, talk, you feel me? Like, nigga didn't know that's what was going on. And then plus, it was like, once all the money was made back for the company, I'm like, shit, bro. I'm like, what's up with the money? You know what I'm saying? The money made so back. So you made, you made everything that was spent. I made every single dollar back and more. Like, you feel me? And I let them niggas get percentage of my um, shows and my um, features. And they wasn't even part of my management. You feel me? Well, I you still fuck with the show to try to recoup the money back. Yeah. You feel me? I yeah. recouped the money back. Bro, I recouped the money back with them before a whole year was over. What the hell kind of recruitment you had? Like a 720? Shit, man. God oh, damn. I don't know. I don't know. It was like something like that, but yeah. But that ain't what he said when he was. Yeah. I know. He said something about it being a term deal, too. Like it was on a. On it was a, a two clock. year deal term. It was a two year. Let's get straight to the bit fast. Yeah, let's get to the fact. It was a two I thought we'd been talking about money move how you grew up first. Let's learn about Boo first. Then we can... <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not slow it down. Let's get ready. So take we us back to, to the we beginning. Are in there. Ain't no backtrack. Back <laughs> we already in it, y'all. But now, nah, I'll break it all the way down. Boom. Did the nigga play? For, yeah, for sure. Feel, you feel sure. played? Yeah. And so play. how did the nigga play you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, let's break it out. You say you feel like he played you. You feel like I feel like he, he coming in, he coming me. in on some. I got you. Did what we doing? The way you can understand it, but then put it in a different language in the paperwork. Exactly. That's uh, what you saying. Exactly. Then when the shit came out, like I had to go get another lawyer and shit, reread my shit, all that. Once I did that and seen what was going on, I'm like, damn fool, like what's up? Like I'm well, like, you spoke to him about it. Yeah, yeah. Hell up, man. For one, we was on their ass the whole time about um, the recruitment. You feel me? Red Push, my manager, he was got that really Red pressing there in the yeah. corner. Yeah, salute to Red. He was pressing them like, what's up, bro? How much has been made and how much got that we owe? You know what I'm saying? We doing that shit to get out every tonight. month, every month. Yeah, we it. trying to get you you. I yeah. want to get you you. Yeah. Right. I want you to eat. I want to eat. I'm going to do my end. You do your end. I ain't trying to do no... Shit, business, I'm trying to do yeah. good business. So we pressing, we pressing. By the 2021, boom, we like, bro, have we recouped? Yes, move. Y'all have recouped. I'm like, damn, okay, bet. Show us the numbers. Just show the numbers. We done recouped already now at this point by over a hundred something thousand. You feel me? This is it's like, yeah. So you done got your money back. We done recouped already plus that a hundred something thousand, not including none of my show money or my feature money either. You feel me? Because we also was giving them some of that shit too. That wasn't even included in the shit. So we did recoup it already with the streaming. 2021, like last summer, 2021 type shit. Boom. We like, I bet. We recoup. It's time. We ready to start getting our percentage. How how this shit work? How we start getting this split? How this coming? Monthly, quarterly, whatever that is. Yeah. They like that, okay. You recoup. We got you. 
months start going by, ain't shit coming. Feel me? Ain't nothing coming. We like, bro, what's going on? Where, what's up with that <laughs> shit? You feel me? Like, you said we were cool. We synced the numbers. Like, what's going like, on? Like, we synced it. <laughs> what's going on? He yeah. like, oh, nah, move. It don't really work like that. Like, it's not like that. I thought it was like that, but it's not like that. You got to really uh, go look into the papers again. I'm like, damn. I'm like, shit, it ain't like that. Okay. I'm going to go look back into the papers. <laughs> I'm like, how you? I'm like, what you mean is not like that? Like you said, once you get all your money back, we gonna bust it down. That nigga was like, um, <laughs> he was like, I thought he said that. He's like, man, I thought he said that, but it really don't say. See that. what happened? Like, man, I told you to have had your lawyer there, bro. You supposed to have your lawyer. Like it's on your lawyer. To me, that's like, fuck you, nigga. That's how I take that. Cause if I do some business with you, and you like, you like. Yeah, bro. I thought it said this move, but it didn't really say that. But really, bro, that's your lawyer fault type shit. Oh, and it's in my favor. Like, and so mind you, all this time though, you trying to kick this shit like, oh, we supposed to be family and woo woo. I seen him on here talking about some. He went fucking with me because uh, I went rocking hard with him or some shit like that. Like nigga. Nah, he nah. He said that when you came up, that. He was calling you to put his artists on your shows and shit, and you refused. Man, ask any artist. Ask any artist who dealt with them. Ask them. Like, I mean, it's big fast, right? We, 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 I still chop it up with most of them boys. Like, for real. I still be chopping it up with them boys. So basically, what you're saying is that if it's supposed to be a family situation, if you tell me one thing, even if the paperwork does say something else, you're supposed to straighten that on right. your face. Nah, nah, because nah, we're you said, you said basically he, he went in, oh, okay, this shit probably right. Face. Mm-hmm. This nigga, because everything ooh, and this shit do make sense for what we finna do. Right. We know we finna we get know this bread back. We hustling. We finna get these niggas bread back, whatever, and then we finna figure this shit back out. It's just a way to woo. woo. We just gonna move on. It's a stepping stone. I already knew from the beginning before I even did that shit. I already knew Boom, man, and all that. I'm like, bro, this is going to be a stepping stone. It ain't finna be. <laughs> oh, so you were basically no, willing like, to sacrifice yourself man, for the I betterment cool of your career it. because you already knew what time it was with this nigga. What's I was cool with? with it. I just wanted my love percentage, dog. <laughs> I was just cool with it. I was like, bro, I'm going to let you eat. I'm going to let you eat. You feel me? And shit. I'm going to eat, and we going to go on about our way. Was there ever a conversation amongst the team and I used to chop over red too. That maybe y'all could have just kept doing what y'all because Hitler was on fire here. And I know you wanted to spread it and make it national and shit, but yeah, that motherfucker was a hit regardless. So I was there ever a conversation that maybe we should just because you don't know what call would have came thirty days. Then that motherfucker caught back up. Like it, it was caught back up. It, it was really up. about the paper, like because it was like at that point, bro, Hitler was going on three years. Feel me? I'm dropping other shit at this point. I'm not really just. Still on hitting like that. But you at see how long it took Rich Boy? It took yeah. Rich Boy five years. Oh, no. Nah, now, that shit is on every time. fucking VH1 special. Throw some Ds on that nah, bitch. No, for sure. For that sure. shit all over the place. Still. For sure. For sure. But I'm just saying, that just affects how I was thinking of it yeah, right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, he came to me like, I want to put this bread behind this song. Mm-hmm. Oh, he came like, to you? Yeah. Boom Man. Boom Man was trying to... um. He originally was finna try to hire Red Push. He was gonna try to hire Red. 
Then he would tell Swear. him, oh, God, he wanted to hire this nigga Red. Of course, Red, like, I'm not doing that shit. But he like, shit, I want to fuck with Moo. Boom, like, I want to fuck with Moo, too. So, Boom, like, you feel like Boom scam? Nah, I ain't going to say he's scamming. Like, what he doing, whatever he doing, bro, that's on him. I don't know what the fuck he doing with I'm that. I'm saying, but, like, because it, like, everybody, everybody, like, I told him, everybody saying he doing something. But, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Big Red? What he doing, Red? He ain't doing right. What'd you say, Big Red? His office hours <laughs> are from 9 to 9. <laughs> but a full scam. Do, he, a full, a full yeah, scam, that a money full up, scam though, though would have been if he signed him and they spent a dollar. Yeah, he he spent that money up, though. He spent the money. Spent you got to give him that. Don't know about no, I'm speaking on me. He put some bread up. And we ate. We all ate. I ain't never take that away from yeah. him. All I said was, bro, you ain't keep it 1,000 about that shit. Okay. And then to just be trying to say that, like, I, whatever, like, you just not keeping that shit 1,000 about that shit. Why well, like, y'all, y'all can even have a conversation? What? I'm saying, and no. I try to have a no- Ho, 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 ho. What you said, Big Red? That nigga sold his percentage of the song and didn't tell us. That's why he was fucked. Y'all yeah, really ain't even getting to the finish. He sold his percentage of the song. Yeah. He said he owned that song. He sold it. Yeah, I ain't get to say to to that part yet. When when you was like, then we had conversations. I hit boom. Me and boom went and sat in chill. Let me see this shit, man. Look, me and boom, we went. I'm like, bro, I hit him up about that shit, bro. You said it's love. You fuck with me, bro. We gotta straighten this, okay? You said you didn't know it said that. I didn't know it said that. Hey, let's straighten it then. So who knew? Shit, obviously. The person who made the contract. Right. Feel His me? attorney? That's who knew. Yeah. It should happen, you know, though. but you be yeah. up now. That shit can happen yeah, like that. Okay. okay. I ain't but saying it that, happen like that. That shit can happen like that because at the end of the day, if somebody worked for me, they're going to do what's in the best of my favor. Your people probably make sure that, that it don't happen. Business is you trying to sway it in your favor. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. Facts. Yeah. Facts. No matter what it is, me and you, I can have total compassion for you and want us to let's get this money. But these folk don't know you in these back offices. Mm. But like can we straighten smoke. that, though? We yeah, can't yeah, straighten yeah, that, though? Right, yeah, yeah, right. Once yeah, I bring you no, in, yeah, no. if, if, if y'all, y'all agree that... Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's straighten it up, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. yeah, your oh, word is about no, to be your bond, right? right? No, for sure. Hold up, hold up, Shane. He, he like, oh. I'm like, bro, let's straighten it out. He like, oh, no, I can't straighten it out. You feel me? I'm like, damn, what the fuck you mean? You can't straighten it out. Like, we can rip that motherfucker up. It's a piece of paper. He like, shit. I done took money on behalf from another company for it and shit. I'm like, oh, uh, you sold that uh, shit. I'm like, damn. So damn. He sold it. He sold that shit, bro. He can't, he like, bro, I can't straighten it and change it now, bro. Cause I done took money for for it already. Nigga got it off. And honestly, bro, I seen, man, that shit was on auction and everything, nigga. Like. Or you could look this shit up right now, nigga. Like hitting, you could look that shit up right now. That's the bit fast. You could look. It was it up, up for the highest Google. bidder. Oh man, <laughs> like, bro. But that shit. At the end of the Damn. day, so did he own? He owned it. If he if he owned it, he could do whatever he want to do with his with his property. Hold and on, guys. Entering said, entering. Um, what you call that shit when you in court? <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 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 Royal Exchange. 
<laughs> Money move. He ain't without your face. That's how they tried to do the five heartbeats. And so, but but, like but once said. a nigga owns something, though, can he do whatever what he want to do with his shit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So y'all looking at it, y'all looking at it like, I, I believe you, you what you're saying. Yeah, right. yeah, you ain't keeping it silent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. all it I said. Paperwork is on me. Yeah. Because you were thinking all you had to do was recoup and reforecast and fucking make the more money. Niggas talking about all this. Nigga, you made that shit back. You been getting profit off of it. Like, you acting like the money you ain't made. I'm like, nigga, you, I said, nigga, you saying I, you took a loss on me. Hell no, I ain't saying, I know you did it. Like, but shit, that's what it is. Maybe he was talking <laughs> I mean, about somebody else. <laughs> but how hey. them niggas, uh, damn, that fucked up for Boone. Okay, everybody be saying little shit like, like he, damn, what he doing? Because <laughs> he, he really had, I'm saying, he really got damn ass. That shit was looking like some AE shit that shit pop was- off though when, when all y'all, he had you, all them niggas at the same time. That shit he told good. us, he said, boy, y'all, help my face in the city. Y'all, boy, help my face in the city. Woo, woo, woo. Like, I'm like, shit, okay. Like, that shit was what looking up? good. What? It was looking like, okay, yeah, this shit about to be something. Because he had him, Euro, and who else? Fujiano. Fujiano. Yeah. There's all type of little shit going on. They're doing big all concert little shit. Old. Gucci and all that shit. That shit was looking, looking like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you had to hit. It could have been. You know what I'm saying? All the big features. I don't know how that shit. <laughs> so the path forward ain't no path forward. It's just yeah, no, nah, it ain't. Yeah. Fuck it. Hold on, we got another exhibit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I just know, goddamn. What if he? What if he? What if? What if he, he want to try to get it right? Get what right? Maybe give him some paper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas always open for paper. But I'm saying, is he going to take the paper and be like, still fuck you? No, my friend. Man, I mean, shit, bro. You know, at the end of the day, it ain't like, bro, I ain't never disrespected that man publicly or none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? He like, said he's been threatened. Just spoke the fact. Huh? He said he's been threatened. Didn't he say I don't that? know nothing about that. I don't know nothing about that. Oh, he said, no, not about you. Oh, it was you. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. Okay, we found know. a couple, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. When you when you out here doing fuck shit and you scary as hell, it could be coming from anybody. No. Who knows what's going on? I don't know. You feel me? But they ain't got nothing to do with me. At the end of the day, shit, everything could be reconciled. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could, but it's a what I'm on, shit. I'm on that page shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Right now. So yeah. Still paid, still straight, you feel me? Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know, bro. I just shit just be crazy, bro. I just ego and shit, big ego get in the way of shit, man. I don't know, bro. I just he probably thought. Go back. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a nigga. No, 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 no. This, this, this nigga. Like he, <laughs> this nigga. I'm saying he probably he needs. Yeah, he tried to sign mine, though. Nah, I know he know what he was doing, but I'm saying he was probably doing business the whole time. His, to his place, he was doing business in his mind. It's here? At the end of the day, it the is business. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you can't tell me. Once them two years was up, and you got down, whatever you did, and he kept it out, you wouldn't have been on some shit. He was still on money. 
We I, ain't, kept I don't rocking. need you to do more. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. We would have kept, kept rocking, bro. Kept rocking. I would have kept rocking with him because he did roll the dice. You feel me? Yeah. When other folks didn't, he rolled the dice. I gave that well, that's to him. Solid. That's solid. Right right yeah, that's real nigga shit right there. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. If you'd have kept it solid, you'd have kept it up. You rolled out. We got some type of way. For sure. For sure. Some type of way we could have kept getting money. I would have been. Yeah, for sure. We would have made it work. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I think Boone gonna have to call and give you what's old. Speak it into existence, my brother. <laughs> the right hey. if, if it is two sides, yeah, we've heard both sides. Hold on, I brought it up. Yeah, yeah, like what what time what's on your office hours? It's five. I got ten minutes. Nah, I mean, oh, no, okay. we love this city, bro. So anytime people can put the we can mend the fence. We like to mend the cool, fence, but the reality is sometimes you can't. We ain't on no. Sometimes you know, fences be unmendable. Sometimes, yeah, that's sometimes right. Yeah. And it did what it did. Like I say, bro. At the end of the day, it's on me. It's never a loss. It's just a lesson for me. You feel me? I should so. be trying to see shit from just different ways that a nigga just can't be that fucked. So what can a nigga I be thinking? Did we, we, we just talk about benefit yeah. of the doubt, though? Yeah. What you saying? Be fuck nigga free. Yeah. That's what you exactly. said. too. Exactly. You got to. But I'm saying, I be just trying to get. I don't. See, we just talked about it. What you just tell me about benefit of the doubt? I ain't get, it ain't what benefit you? of the doubt because sometimes people can have something in their mind that they think is true. And be tricking themselves while they thinking they tricking Man, you. But you, you see, that's delusion. Some people that's delusion. What you believe? You ain't never lied so much about something that you even believe that shit was true. I know. Yeah, you when did. I was when I was four years old, I used to tell people that I was eight. You believed it? I did. There you go. <laughs> That's how it go. <laughs> how you would have handled it if, if you were as an executive and you signed a young nigga? How, how would you have handled it? If I'm when I'm an executive, bro, I'm gonna do that shit straight up. I'm a the terms gonna be simple base. It's gonna be able to. They gonna be able to understand that it's shit. It's gonna be a even one sheet. They read it. Yeah, I'm saying that you, but but, yeah. but but a lawyer might. A lawyer's gonna make shit simple. So you gonna get all your my shit gonna for, be right. Yeah, right, right. I okay. never. Well, I'm having the best lawyer. At the net, everything I do from now on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And of course, I'm gonna make sure I get me me. But they gonna get them dumb too. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be fair. Mm. Like it's gonna be fair. I ain't trying to snake you out. I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to help you eat, and we keep it going. I'm not a greedy nigga. Feel me? Like, I ain't tripping about that shit. I just would have did the shit fair. And I would have kept my word. I would have stood on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he ain't never say he wrong? Nah, hell nah. You see, man, hell nah. He, he say I'm cap. What I got to cap about this shit, for? What I got to cap about it, for? You ain't never been that one nigga be on that type of time. I'm just being real. Ever since I knew you, since a, since a young kid, like, you just always been a straight up nigga, so. Right. You are red, really. Straight up, yeah. You ain't red, so I don't. I think I've been knowing red damn near ten years. The lawyers are misunderstanding. It was his financial people, and then he just yeah. so and they just went left. I don't know. I don't know your business, but yeah. what you telling me? I damn. On the way. It just went left on us, man. What? I mean, yeah, what it is. What's man. next, man? What's next, man? I just dropped. You feel me? On two tracks, matter of fact, I just dropped that Never See Him with Young Sin, that motherfucker hard produced by my Eastside. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And um, I just dropped one called Doing It, produced by my brother, Rubber Band Red, featuring my dog Trap Baby Magic, Go Crazy, you feel me? Good vibe on there. Okay. You feel me? 
Um, and man, believe two on the way. The project gonna be two sides, you know what I'm saying? Real bangers, real bangers on that motherfucker, bro. I'm back okay. in that mode, you know what I'm saying? Like, for sure, I'm, I'm piped up with it right now. I think y'all really gonna like it too, cause it's like, man, the sound is unique. Like, it's just us. It's like still paid. We creating it. It's coming from us. Nobody else got this up, this sound right here. Nah, I like, I like, I like how y'all move it. Just y'all niggas don't be in the mix around that bullshit. We're so against the paper. Man, right. you got the money, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Still pay. Believe, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What you want to say to the people? What you want to say to the streets, man? Man, I just want to. Well, I say where's China at? Oh, yeah. Nah, you know I got that beat. <laughs> 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 Yo, chat, boy, I got to get a couple pieces. <laughs> Yo, chat, man. For sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, just follow me on everything. Still pay, move, still pay, mu. What's you know your what YouTube? Uh, money move, still pay, move. Okay, all that is gonna pop straight up. You know what I'm saying? Um, and believe, man, believe. Just remember to believe. You gotta believe in some. Believe in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. All right, yo. Shit, don't believe in these lawyers. <laughs> hey, yeah. get you one. You better get you one. You can believe in the sun. Show. Not for real. <laughs> Salute the money move. Chopping it up with us on Big Facts. You know what it is. www.bigfactspod.com. Salute. For the streets. Exactly. It's Big Facts. No cap. Bitch. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. 
I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.